Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Man Recap. My name is Paul. I'm here to be your host. I'm coming to you high atop the Brooklyn Studios here in Brooklyn, New York. We are uh, we're here for the very first episode, and as always, I have with me in my sidecar as my sidekick, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. Hey, I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm hanging in there, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know if these episodes <laughs> are making me depressed. Or if I'm just naturally depressed, then that's a that's a very I mean it's gonna snow here tonight again. So uh, <laughs> chances are I mean it's fifty fifty. Yeah, we had snow this morning in April. Oh my god! It, I mean I don't I have the I have the knife to my wrist and my shoelaces wrapped tightly around no, my neck. No, no, no! Don't no, no. save that save that for the characters. Oh my god! Am I right? Oh jeez. Anyway, John, uh, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed watching the first episode of the seventh season that will be cut in half. Uh, I was pleasant. I, I was. I, I think. I think they're, uh, they're they're doing all right. Yeah, it felt like this was a more eventful first episode than some of the past, but uh, still, it, it gives you that feeling like we're just getting the we're just getting the crank turned. There's lots oh. more to come. All right. No, I like I like uh, I like starting to show off uh, first impressions. First impressions, we didn't dislike it. Exactly. That's and that's there. you know, John. In this life, that's the most you can hope for, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, day <laughs> by day, it's day by day here, John. Day <laughs> by day. Uh, so everybody, uh, I, I know you've missed the sound of my voice, <laughs> and I'm sure you've missed the sound of John's too. You know, it feels like John, like we're back. Uh, we're back with an old group of friends. Don't 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 you feel like that? I do. We've gotten some nice comments asking if we're going to be doing the show. We've gotten some uh, really positive feedback on all of our social medias. Oh, that's good, John. You know what? Maybe this year we should do the meetup. I actually had a request for that. For, <laughs> for, no, uh, I, uh, I have an email asking if um, if we'd like to host the, the the very final episode as a live watch party here in Columbus. Oh, yeah. You go right ahead. <laughs> Well, I'll have to see if that's available. I don't know where we would do that. Oh, you go right ahead, man. Uh, I, I'll... You're not going to fly in for that? Oh, oh no, no, I'll be there. Uh... <laughs> anyway, folks, no, we're not scared of the general public. We're terrified. Uh, now, it's funny. Uh, before we started the show, uh, I said to John, uh, hey, man, uh, it's the seventh season. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, not do the three things anymore. And there was a resounding gasp over the over the Skypes, uh, and he talked me into it. So uh, for those of you that hate the three things, uh, like me, uh, too bad we're doing them anyway. <laughs> Yay! I have to tell you, we will hear from people they would rather have the three things than not. Do you think so, folks? You know what, folks? This is a democracy, although it's not. Weigh in. Uh, if you want us to keep doing the three things uh, because they're never funny, uh, go ahead and let us know. Uh, if you'd like us to stop, eh, go ahead and do that too. We're still going to decide, but it, it's, it's nice to hear from you. Uh, number one, John. Uh, in this episode, we see our, our good our good buddy, Rapey Pete Campbell, uh, is adjusting to the West Coast, and he never looked more like an East Coaster. Uh, yeah, that, that sweater around the neck, I don't, I don't know if that's an L.A. thing. I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess no. I, he should be in Nantucket, or maybe on the Cape. What a turd. Oh, my God. You know, you think you move out to L.A., you might relax a little bit. I mean, he certainly did. He's hugging people. Uh, but at, but other than that, I've never seen anyone miss New York more, or at least the East Coast. 
number two, John. Uh, clearly, Kenny's depth perception has been compromised. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he whiffed on that one. It's not it's not at fault. The guy's still in an eye patch. Uh, John, the funniest I, that that I gotta say, I laughed laughed loudly out loud um, at that one. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And John, uh, lastly, and I might have seen this on the on the tweets on the tweeters, but uh, lastly. Uh, after 20 years, it looks like a party of five has become a party of two. What a pleasant surprise, our cameo appearance by apparently a lot of people's favorite Canadian. Nivea Campbell? <laughs> is that's that, a is facial, that how you say her name? It's, it's, it's a product for... Oh, fa- am I getting... Yeah. Am I getting that confused? Was that not a product placement? <laughs> John, we'll it, it we'll learned, I think it might turn out that uh, that was her prize for surviving all four of the Scream movies. Wow. Really getting on Mad Men? I, I guess so. I shouldn't have done anything else. I don't know. Did you see Scream 4? Change, <laughs> is, your, li- change is, your life, bro. <laughs> is there a four? I thought it stopped at three. Oh, no. No, no, no. They rebooted at four. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert. It's amazing. Let's jump into this episode. And man, this is this was probably my favorite part. To be honest, was the start. <laughs> okay. And no, really, because you have you have Freddie, like staring intently into the camera. I mean, he's looking at it like it's a, a bottle of booze. That he <laughs> really needs to get his hand on. Good one. But you know, it was one of those things. Like this, this seems really strange this does not seem like freddy right we, we know freddy even the sober freddy this is not how he has ever talked and it took a little while before uh thinking like oh it's not freddy talking <laughs> you know that that freddy's actually getting this from somewhere else and he did a good job of portraying that this is not him talking <laughs> did you did you did you feel a little embarrassed when you found out what the what the deal was here no no i uh, uh, you can ask the the twitterverse that uh, the Mad Men recap that I figured it out ahead of time. Oh, you knew it right away. Twi- no, yeah. not right away. It took a minute because okay, uh, you know, because once you once you figure it out, because you didn't, we and Megan don't know Don's not back to work yet. Like it takes a minute to figure that he's not working. Did you didn't assume? I assumed, and I that know he what still happens. Be working. I know what happens when you assume, John. But, but I he, I assumed right. But anyways, he, I think he delivers a great, uh, great um, uh, talk. He's talking about Accutron watches, mm-hmm. trying to sell how how we're gonna sell this timepiece. Can I, uh, uh, John? Do you have a little history between about that watch company? Usually, have a little tidbit. Uh, oh crap! I had it. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, I did have man. it. It, it is. Um, it is a real watch company. Well, sure. Um, I love putting you on the spot. You know that. The, I do, I do, I appreciate that. <laughs> but no, it, it is a real watch company. It was actually under uh, a larger umbrella company, um, but uh, it it was back in the day. And I do have some other tidbits uh, along All the right. way here as we go. But uh, Bulova, that's what it was. Oh, that was the name of the parent company. Fair enough. Was uh, was that so? Fair enough. He does do a convincing uh, 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 kind of pitch. For his idea, uh, yeah. Pe- Peggy, in fact, cannot believe this came from Freddie. Uh, Freddie's uh, a, a little, a little, a myth about that, but I think he probably knows that uh, uh, he's not that good, especially yeah. when, 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 when we learn uh, that he's merely a puppet for this, uh, for this kind of, for this kind of work. 
Um, but, uh, you know, he'll grab some free coffee on the way out. <laughs> really puts the, what, what was it, free and freelancer? Hey, man, get it where you can. Uh, can we move on to the next scene? Absolutely. Ring, ring. Hello. Uh, this is Roger, naked. With like five other people. Oh, my God. Now, now are we assuming that he, is, he has continued down the dark, dark road of drug use, John? Uh, easily. And now, John, I'd like to just take a moment here. This is for all the kids listening. Don't do drugs, kids. It's, it seems like a great time, and it is for the most part. But you know what? You're going to end up an old man in an orgy with cookies on the floor and some vodka. So that doesn't persuade the kids not to. <laughs> that's, that's true. It sounds, sounds pretty good from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> Awkward silence. Thank you, John. No problem. It's just, it's, it's, it was so... I think everybody was hoping for more from Roger. I mean, I don't know. I'd say this is par for the course. Really? He is awoken from his hangover slumber, John, by, as, as we stated, a ring-ring phone call. It is his daughter calling him up saying, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I'd like to get uh, some brunch on. Was it Saturday or Sunday? It was the weekend, I'm pretty sure, though. Uh, Roger, uh, naked and surrounded by a bevy of other naked folks, uh, seems a little surprised, but uh, complies nonetheless. And he, uh, sorry, he he was uh, you know he he knows that this is kind of weird, right? Because she hasn't talked to him for probably a couple months. She disinvited him to Thanksgiving, so we're gonna guess that he didn't hang out with her for Christmas or New Year's Eve either. Now, John, how old would you think Roger is? I you know because he says that he you know he's a he's a World War II vet. Um, so if you're saying that he was in his 20s and the 40s, then we're at the end of the 60s. So, I mean, really, he's probably only 50-something. I had to tell you, John, there are six ladies in this scene. Yeah. Strong like bull. Now, can you tell that they're all ladies? Because I was shocked later on when we see the one dude. I was shocked. I'm looking at the scene right now, John. It does appear to me to be all ladies. Right. But there could be a dude in there. <laughs> And you know what, Roger? You do you. You know what I mean? Moving on. I thought it was interesting when we talked about how are they going to do this, you know, excuse me, bouncing around bi-coastal, uh, different scenes. And it really felt like this, you know, to get into the season, they really hopped a lot. They did, you know? but it also doesn't feel like we're going to be out in California all that much. Right. At yeah. least not to start. Yeah. Because we, we go from Roger to uh, the corner office, which was the home of Don Draper for many seasons and has been in, inhabited by Mr. Lou Avery, who we saw from Dancer last year uh, when he met Don in the barbershop and then at the very end of the season when he was coming in to interview for the new job. Oh, very nice. Boy, he, he sure is a turd, isn't he? Really? Right? Oh, I mean, man. I, and I think, you know, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but our show, I, you know, I think this is, this is one of the things that's just driving Peggy crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she she had this absolute, uh, you know, demanding boss before. Now, as she goes off later, you know, nobody cares. It's, just... it's not only that he was demanding. It was the fact that he was cool. You know what I mean? Like he had you wanted to be like him. You do not want to be like this guy. He's like Captain Turd Pants. Right. You don't want to. He's like it's like hanging out with Mitchell Rogers pitching booze. 
That's not gonna go well, man. <laughs> I just, I, I just, uh, I chuckled at your Captain Turd pants. That's, Thank you. Yeah, go ahead, good. folks. Write that one down. Use it at work today. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you know, this was kind of a, a bit of a surprise to me that uh, even though he is leaving Lou's house, uh, even though Kenny has always uh, been kind of the smooth sailor in the crowd, and the fact that he's out of Chevy, and in the office, he was, he was not cool. He was all kinds of bundle of nerves and anxious and yelling. Well, you know why? Because we don't have Pete anymore. He's missing his. I mean, he used to have, he used to split it with Pete, and now he's running the whole boat show in New York, at least. Right. So he's got a lot more work. Yeah. And, and he also doesn't have Pete as the foil. You know, like no matter how miffed he might get, there was always Pete as the complete, you know, jerk. True. I mean, he, well, he did something, right? So, anyway, we see him screaming his head off at some account guys for not working hard enough. Uh, you know, ordering around Kara for, Clara for food. Brings Jane in to complain that he doesn't have any underlings and he has to cancel his meeting with Butler Hughes because, well, it just wouldn't look good. Like, Let me make an observation. Yeah. I think he could get a better fitting eye patch. I, I know. It was one of my more... Uh, favorite tweets was I, I think that's more of an eyebrow patch. Yeah, yeah. You bought a size small. Is that a child size? Like what are? Come on. That's right. It came with the uh, the Jolly Rogers Christmas or Halloween outfit. I feel like just wear a pirate shirt, which we see later. Oh. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the the I was I was assuming last season that the eye patch was you know for a temporary injury. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm now guessing this is not a temporary. This is a permanent, his eye is gone. Or that n- will never work again. That's what we call Ruth Stoof. I mean, on. if it's going to be permanent, like, let's get the one of those self-fixing patches, right? You don't need the strap. Well, I would have put, like, diamonds all over it. I oh, mean, you bedazzle it? I would have bedazzled, <laughs> bedazzled it so my outfit was tight. Uh, so Ken is telling, uh, uh, Joan here how busy he is. He doesn't have time to meet with Butler shoes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. And, oh, Joan dips her toe in again, John. Well, not only that, but you, I, you could see in her face that like, come on, man, I'm a partner. Like, yeah. Guys. Don't talk to me like this, man. Right. Yeah. No, you totally could. That's weird. We don't usually, we haven't in the past, haven't seen Kenny like this, but John, when people are stressed, they're gonna, they're gonna act, well, you know. They're gonna act out. Do you get stressed? No, never. I never get stressed, John. Do you act out? I always act out, though. <laughs> almost, almost constantly. It's, uh, it's entertaining, but it's embarrassing. Uh, let's go back downstairs uh, with Mister Rogers, and uh, and hear about this pitch contest. What? So all the creatives come in, they sit down, and what does he say that is just like lead balloon joke? Oh, it's time for a checkup. Everybody open your mouth and say, ah. Oh, my God, you creepy son of a bitch. Get out of here, man. What is... Let me point this out. Just notice this now. He has moved a tiki bar into Don's office. It's like a bamboo-style tiki bar. Yeah, that wouldn't go well. Does this guy even have a drink? John, I don't want you to judge me on this, okay? Right. But I don't like cardigans. And this guy's wearing a powdered blue cardigan. Nothing makes you look 
That's two strikes. Like an old, like the oldest man alive. Well, and it doesn't help that he's got the the chain on the glasses. Oh my god, man. Anyway, he's a gigantic turd. He he takes Peggy's bad idea, and refuses to hear out her good idea. Um, he only she only brought him two ideas, and he complained about that. But the week before, when he when she brought him thirty ideas, he. Complained about that as well. Um, so I, we've really set this guy up for uh, to be hated. Well, and it's just, you know, the guy is showing that he has no interest uh, in... It's all about his, his position, right? He's in charge. And so I said this, and this is how it's going to go. I mean, he really seems to belittle Peggy a couple of times. Oh, that's just life. Come on. All right. Uh, anything else from there we need to point out? No, no, I think the... the we covered uh, it? Cap, Captain Turd Pants. Captain Turd Pants set sail into my eyeballs. Uh, we then get, uh, <laughs> we then get to see Don for the first time, uh, getting himself his shave on and getting ready to meet up with, uh, with his lady. Uh, but he is still on the aeroplane, flying out. To beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. Yeah, are we are we supposed to think this is LAX? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what it was back then. Uh, so he, uh, we we see him kind of slowly. They do a nice interlude, you know, on his way, kind of letting you know that he's in sunny California. Uh, landed at the airport. Megan pulls up in an, I believe that's an Austin Healey. Uh, Pretty, pretty, pretty rockin' sports car. Forgot her pants, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Was that an actual dress, or did she just come in her happens uh, her nighty? John, it happens to the best of us. Uh, one of one. <laughs> I almost walked out of the apartment this morning, pantsless. Uh, that was on purpose. Uh, one thing I did like about this, I love the slow mo. The music, I gotta say, you know, you were said you were sorry to see the fifties go. The music is way better now. In the 70s? In the 70s. and the 60s. Uh, yep. And uh, uh, the slow-mo uh, apparently uh, is way better. Uh, yeah, so no, that was pretty thing, awesome. I thought the music was, was great for this. Really cool. But we uh, also, you know, I mean, we, we were left up in the air last season about their relationship. You know, Megan didn't really seem too keen on keeping it going. So, well, we, and John, to and not to... Time, not to, uh, you know, whatever, but uh, I don't think she's too keen on keeping it going uh, now. Oh, really? I don't. Uh, one of the be- another uh, great part of this scene is uh, they go to get in the car, and uh, he thinks he should be driving. She says, oh, I can't. I can't figure out how to move that seat back. You're just going to have to get in. Right on, pal. Power play. Well done, Megan. That car's awesome. It is. A, it's a sharp car. What did you say it is? I believe that's an Austin Healey. And is Austin that a, is that a rare it's Brit- car? Is it's it British. It's British. No, it's British. It's its own car. It was its own car. Oh, man. You don't want to get into this one, though, because there's a guy listening to this right now. You know who you are, pal. Who's literally screaming, screaming about how wrong I am. It's probably <laughs> owned by somebody. Let's just take it that I'm wrong. It's probably not even an Austin Healey. Nice car. Convertible. Here well in California. done. Very green. Uh, and we leave the green for back to the New York office at night. Very stale, and gets even staler as Mr. Chow 
walks in. Yeah, where'd he come from? California. Well done. Why doesn't he have a tan? Apparently, it's January in California, too. Oh, all right. But he comes in. Peggy's bummed out because of everything from last season. Uh, Cutler comes in to say, hi, we miss you. Which, yeah, that'd be nice to hear. Sure. No, no one ever misses me. And so so we get the real specific time frame here. Uh, You know, it's January, so it's two months after last episode. And the inauguration of Richard Nixon is this weekend. So it's January 20th or 19th. Uh, for this episode. All right, way to pinpoint it. 1969. We're still in the 60s. Whew, just barely. I think will be interesting to see how this, like how clearly the kids, especially Sally and Bobby Eight, are going to be, you know, years older. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, John, it's going to be tough. They're little rascals. And once little rascals get a hold of drugs and alcohol, there's no stopping them. You know, yeah, I, and I think I'm referring to the little rascals, Alf Alpha and his gang. Uh, once those kids got a hold of booze, oh man, it was a whole different, it's a whole different storyline. Uh, it was good to, uh, it was good to see Chaw though. He seems to still be a hard worker, John. He uh, doesn't seem to want to even get dinner with his old buddy Cutler or Gleason. I don't know, whatever. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> goes straight to work. Uh, as you said, we bounce back to California. Another little funny thing. Um, we sit down in a booth. It's, this is Megan's agent. Alan Silver. Uh-huh. Um, he's telling Don not to worry, uh, about him, uh, and Megan. And Don's like, not concerned at all. I believe, John, I believe if I'm not mistaken, that this, uh, this character was supposed to convey, and I'm not sure if everyone got it, that he was a homosexual. Oh, you thought, is that what that was coming from? <laughs> I think he was. I don't. There were some stereotypes, but they were very, they were, they were kind of massaged in there, you know, uh, very, very lightly. So I just want to let you know. I believe homosexual. Now I didn't see that on any uh, day after blogs, but that's my guess. But we find out from her agent that she's gotten a callback for an NBC drama called Bracken's World. Ah, uh, now they'll cancel it in a week. It's NBC. Actually, it lasted two seasons. Oh. It went from uh, September 79 to December of 1980. Uh, went uh, two seasons. And so we'll see if she actually gets a part on that. Uh, I thought, did you did you catch that? That they uh, once again mentioned the teeth. Yeah, I thought that, that was funny. Like, oh, we'll hold off on getting them fixed. That was way really too premature. I'm a little weird about this kind of stuff. But, like, watch a movie from even, like, the 80s. People's teeth are not nearly as, like, ridiculously perfect as they are now. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yes. people, somebody's got a front snargle, and they're still in the movies. Yes. I don't know. I I feel like this would have been too early in the age of perfectness to even recommend that she gets her teeth fixed. I don't know what the you know the oral uh, you know I don't know what they had then as far yeah, as I mean I imagine quality they just, of fixing and that kind of thing. Just hook you up to like loads of headgear and you hope for the best. Six months later, right? Yeah. Oh my God! I would say never, never change those puppies. I mean, it's your point of difference, Megan. Bad teeth. That's right. That's right. Make it uh, your own. I mean, you should see me. Oh my God! I look like Paul Giamatti, and I've got teeth like an Englishman. And you own it. All right, Governor. Moving on. You know what? I'm gonna go make myself a drink uh, while you get into the next scene. Is that okay? 
Oh, come on. You got to actually, please help me out on this before uh, you go, because I did not get a chance to look this up, and I know I know this guy. Okay. So, uh, Joan, Joan meets with the head of marketing from Butler Shoes, Mr. Burns, and she, uh, you know, says Ken can't make it and they have a little drink and they have a little talk, but wh- I, where is this guy from? Now, John, I'm going to blow your mind with this one. Yeah. Uh, because we all know that your favorite show um, that isn't Mad Men, right, Mad yeah. Men, uh, is Cougar Town. Uh, this young man <laughs> happens to be on Cougar Town. And that may have been where you've seen him, uh, which I'm surprised because, uh, again, uh, Cougar Town. And now, John, if you want to make a full circle connection, right? So, Nev Campbell was in Scream. Right. And this guy was in Cougar Town. And who was in both of those two shows? Uh, You're killing me. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, our good friend, and her name slips my mind. Oh, come on. Uh, hold on. Hey, Kate. Kate. <laughs> she was Monica on Friends. She was Monica on Friends. Oh, my God, I'm blanking. doesn't matter. No one cares. Cox? God, moving on. Courtney Cox! Ah! Uh, Courtney Cox, yeah. So just pair all that. Oh, man, you can imagine everyone listening to this podcast. Screaming about how stupid I am. Also <laughs> screaming Courtney Cox straight into their headphones. Folks, I can't hear you. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> wow. Now can I go make my drink? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It'd be like it'd be like two minutes. All right. Sure. So anyways, uh, whoever whoever uh, this actor is, uh, he's the head of marketing for Butler Shoes. He comes in and talks with Joan about their plan, and their plan is to bring the advertising in-house instead of trying to bring a agent from Sterling Cooper Draper Price into Butler Shoes. And this catches Joan off guard. She was not anticipating uh, losing this business. In fact, apparently, according to her, this is a fairly large client for them. And so this catches her off guard. Um, she doesn't really get a chance to wild this gentleman as he's anxious to get home to his wife and kids, which is, I think, admirable especially from what we've seen. And she has to grab some booze to calm her nerves a little bit. But you can see that the wheels are turning. She's not just surrendered to this. She even asks for an extension uh, of him telling uh, people his recommendation until she can get him the meeting with Ken that he was supposed to have. Again, the wheels are turning, and we'll see what else she does to try and correct the situation. Now... We get back to California, and we are apparently in the hills. Uh, Megan takes Don to her new home, which apparently she is renting in the hills of L.A., in the middle of nowhere, Perfect. with a spectacular view. Spectacular. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, And so she's she's showing him Don's a little creeped out by the uh, howling wolves. I think you'd be creeped out, too. I love nature, John, so no, I'd feel right at home. Uh, great view of LA. This main, you know, those like houses up in LA in, in the hills that are like up on those stilts that look like spaceships. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping this was. Yeah, probably. Like she's gonna be driving a DeLorean in ten years. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Uh, best part about this. So uh, Megan gets too drunk to uh, maybe rekindle uh, things 
And I think you know what I mean by that. Uh, have sex. And uh, so uh, Don puts her in bed and uh, covers her up. And uh, she does manage to be sober enough to say, hey, 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 don't flick your cigarette off the balcony. Somehow they can figure out where those fires start. Which is, I mean, to be fair, great, uh, like, good catch. Yeah, no, Smokey would be proud. That's right, because, John, only you can prevent cigarette-started uh, California fires. Right. And, uh, but she doesn't embrace Smokey. She embraces uh, Ken Cosgrove the next morning with, uh, with this frill shirt bandana look. I didn't, I mean, really, I thought she was going to go work at Disneyland in this outfit. Oh, do you think maybe she got a she got a full time spot in the Pirates of the Caribbean? Right. Fair enough, John. Serving wench. By the way, uh, I think they want you to really understand the contrast between her life in New York and her life in L.A. She is a damn hippie. There is more gauzy printed fabric in her little bungalow than maybe in any other room with four walls on the planet. It's a little. It's a little <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, and there's also the tiniest of tiny TVs. So I think she's she's trying to still kind of live that struggling actress life. Although, I mean, she was in a full-time soap opera, which does not make you a star. Good point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she certainly live a very... She's living a very different kind of life. She may be the only person here that has really adjusted um, to not living in New York anymore. Sorry. That's all right. That was my all rant, right. John. So, So you're saying... That she's embraced this. <laughs> she has embraced her new life. She has really she she has left her old life behind. I think that's what we're trying to see. And John, what's in her old life? Don. Donald Draper. You got it, pal. Well done. All right. And she offers. Now this is where I think we really uh, realize what's uh, transpired between Don not telling her stuff when she says, "Hey, you want to you know you want a uh, a ride to the office." Mm-hmm. And he, nah, I catch a cab. Yeah, good luck. Right, I'll ride a wolf. So, uh, so I think that's because really, you know, I think we just assumed he would tell her what happened. No, and, I didn't. I know I didn't think so. Oh, really? All right. No, no, no. no. So, uh, anyways, he he hasn't. She doesn't know that he's unemployed at the moment. Well, not technically unemployed, but just on mandatory leave. And uh, and she heads out to. Uh, I guess shiver some timbers. But we get back to New York and... <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. That was my favorite. That was my oh. most favorite thing you're going to say this episode. Wait, is this where they do the uh, walk transition? So you hear her heels walking away and then you hear um, uh, Peggy's heel- heels. Yeah, you do. This I didn't like, catch that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's the sound of the two heels transition. Very so nice. as you transition in the black, you hear her feet walking away, and you hear Peggy walk in. And I just wanted to, I just want to say, I kind of like that. Very nice. That is nice. All right. Yeah, I'm paying attention, man. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I just just noticed myself. So, anyways, Peggy's walking in. It's early Saturday morning. Uh, she's doing some work stands there too. She goes to make coffee, and who's there but our good friend Shaw? So <laughs> much her good friend. Very awkward. Uh, he's just trying to get some work done. Uh, she's obviously still very upset. And, um, you know, he grabs his bagel and, and heads out. Stan um, can see she's 
not feeling good about this. Still love and Stan, tries man. To, tries to give her a nice little, you know, buck up there, Chief. Uh, doesn't seem to register. No, it's got to be tough. I mean, you know, she, John put her heart out on her sleeve and it got stepped on. Right. Uh, so she's struggling. And I think Chaw's struggling, too. I don't know if that's what we were supposed to get out of this. Well, that's what we get out of the next scene. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 Charles not, not doing so great either. Uh, right. Because, John, if I can say it again, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, and Peggy may have put her heart on her sleeve, but uh, Pete uses his sleeve to wrap his sweater around his neck. Fair enough. He just looked terrible. <laughs> that's now, true. Because that's where we go next. We're, you know, we're hopping coasts like it's nobody's business. And we head back into... Um, L.A. and Don and Pete are getting together at Cantor's Diner, family-owned and operated since 1931, to get a nice little lunchtime meal and, I guess, transition into a tour of Sterling Coup West. But yeah. Pete has, I mean, he's lost the gel from the hair, he's got the sunglasses propped on the head, he's got the tennis sweater wrapped around the neck, he's got an incredible pair of golf pants on. Oh, God. Now, here's the thing. They're meeting at a diner, which is East Coast-ish. They're getting a sandwich that sounds like an East Coast sandwich. He's dressed like a country club, you know, guy from Connecticut. Well, he even says, the New Yorkers here brought everything that we need. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Like, plumbing? <laughs> uh. So stupid. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know if you're supposed to if you're supposed to glean the fact that he's faking it, or or whether he actually is liking it. I don't I don't know. I can't tell. Like it's just is this what Pete would just do no matter where he was? I think I, you, you could know, say that. I have to say he seems yeah he the way he's portraying it he seems more at ease than he than we've seen him before than ever before. And he my seems friend. busy. I mean he's bragging about the client he signed as soon as he got out there. You know, he's talking about going on that trip with Sunkist. So, I, I think yeah, he likes it. he is. But he, he also explains, you know, how Chaw is uh, is sour. You know, he's he's not enjoying his life out here. I didn't John, enjoy they, the they, little they trip went, to the Sun Groves. They went to the Sunkist Groves, and Pete picked an orange straight off the tree. He didn't even know they grew. He thought they grew in the ground. He didn't even know they grew in trees. Like potatoes, he thought. And he picks one right out the tree, and he's loving this experience, the warm sun on his face. And he turns around, and Cha is still in the car, just writing on a notepad. I don't know, man. He's a sad sack of guy. Yeah, no, he's not. He's probably missing Peggy and, you know, realizing, like, if he's going to, if he was at a point where he wanted to leave his wife or Peggy, then, you know, changing location doesn't mean that he's going to love his wife anymore. No, it doesn't, John. Wise words from a wise man. We then go to the uh, the offices of Sterling Cooper West, and uh, it looks like a hotel room, which I think it is. I mean, it's kind of a startup office, right? That's yeah. That's how the other office started. Yeah, that's hotel. how that's how it goes. And uh, we meet, I think, Pete's new Pete's new lady. Do you who think is, so? Well, it seems like it. Uh, who is not that fetching? I, I, I didn't find myself enamored by her. I, she's like, whatever. Uh, she wasn't that charming. 
but it almost feels like they're trying to sell Don on some real estate out there. Actually, it doesn't almost feel like that. It totally feels like that. So what, you think Pete wants him to come out? Mm-hmm. Or, or that Pete's just trying to help her get a commission because he's... Yeah, I mean, either way, like, Don, if nothing else, Don's wife is out there. He's probably going to buy a house. Buy it from my lady. Right. So. Right. Especially, especially when he answered the door, he's like, who could this be? Yeah, he's a turd. He's still a turd. Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what coast you're on, John. Turd's a turd. Turd's a turd. It's a turd. A turd's a turd. <laughs> a rapey a rapey turd is a rapey turd. Uh, in the next scene, we find ourselves in a frigid, a frigid school uh, campus, and I, I don't, I don't know. Did did you catch what campus this was supposed to be? I didn't. I was looking for anything that would give me a logo, but no idea. Yeah, no. Somebody will, somebody will figure it out. Uh, uh, Joan is seeming to be in a desperate spot where she needs some advice on how to handle. Mr. Shoeman, Mr. Butler Shoeman. And uh, I don't know, has there been any other any other clues that would lead, like, it, did they say at some point that she was taking classes? Um, does, she, does she know this guy from somewhere? Honestly, the way that the interaction took place, I just assumed that she uh, looked up a business professor and contacted him. Uh, she asked for the pr- Professor Podolsky. Uh, he says, Joan, come on in, and they start talking a business, he, you know, um, the guy from Butler said he had an MBA or a business degree. And yeah. They try to treat it as a science. And so she's trying to fight uh, what he said so far uh, with as much information as she can gain. Well done, Joan. I and, like it. Uh, it also, it, this scene also shows how much just, uh, how much, you know, uh, probably... Uh, how much more Joan knows than this guy anyway, though, than the than the butler guy. I mean, she's been working, she's been working, what, 15 years for Sterling yep. Cooper. Been at a high level uh, for at least the last five, I don't know. Um, she certainly has an amazing grasp on, on, on what's going on there. Um, but you can, you can also tell that she's, she's dealt with so much uh, sexism over the time that when he goes, you know, do you have something to trade? And he was going to ask about his research study. Mm-hmm. That you know, she immediately went to a sexual encounter. A sexual he, encounter. That you know, like that's that. what she went to. That's what she she envisioned. He was insinuating, and he's like, "I'm writing a paper. How do you guys do business?" Yeah. Well, the she does business uh, in a different way. As it you know, were. And she clearly, like you said, she clearly knows her stuff. She's able to answer his question in detail. Detail. Uh, regarding you know, fee base versus commission. And, and true. we kind of just are left to assume that he provides her uh, some insights on what Mr. Butler might be thinking. How to strategize around uh, that guy, for sure. Yes. Uh, John, do you mind if I bring home a, bring a, a big, obnoxious TV? I didn't get that. I... I I guess her big hang-up with this was the fact that everybody else is poor. No, I think she's trying to live a certain... That's what I mentioned earlier. She's trying to live a certain kind of lifestyle, right? I see. She's made a new life for herself out there. And what is he doing? He's just trying to turn it into the old life they had. I see. She's done that already. It's changed. She's changed. He's just taking control, and he's going to come in here and tell her what to do, John. 
Hey, listen. She's yeah. out there burning bras and doing it for herself. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And that's that's a lot of a big part of what the whole series is about is you know women's role in, in the workplace, uh, just role in society and um absolutely. Yeah, man. She's Beyonce in this stuff. But it, like it, yeah, I didn't quite catch that line. Everyone out here is starving. No, I think she was just saying that her, uh, you know, the, her group of friends, her actor friends, you know, everyone's broke. <clears throat> so she just looks like, I, I, you know, she was like, I feel like she was running into that in New York, right? Like all her actor friends were broke and were living a certain kind of life. And she couldn't quite. And they were also resentful she of what she had. Get, yeah, ex- when they were exactly. Just, you know, and so I think she's trying. I, I think she's lived that. She's lived that already and she's trying to avoid it. So and that makes sense. For sure. Uh, and Don doesn't care. He just wants to watch the ball game. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers are there by now. That's right. That's right. They just Hello? got there last year. <laughs> no, that's not true. They got there Hello? a decade ago. Yeah. They went like 64? No, no. They, they got there in uh, 58. Oh, dickies. Uh, John? Yeah? You know what sucks about owning a building? Tenants? Yeah, man. Uh, do you know what sucks about tenants? <laughs> they complain. No, they have little kids that come down and yell at you about stopping up the toilet. Oh, my God. This little kid was out of control. I loved it. Uh, Peggy has about had it. It, it was just funny. Like, Why are you yelling at me? My mom told me to. It's the only way to get through it, or a man. Sometimes you got to yell it out. But we got uh, moving Go on for the tenant scene. We got the um, a little bit of the TV episode there at uh, Megan's place, and I just got to read this from uh, a, a listener that wrote in uh, talking about this TV episode. Uh, he said that um, uh, as I'm sure you you have looked at the movie that these first couple pages are from is uh, the movie was 1937's Lost Horizon and really goes into detail uh, coming uh, with some parallels between this movie and the TV show. Apparently the theme of uh, the story was airline passengers uh, swept off to Shangri-La that may or may not be all that it appears to be uh, uh, could be an allegory to our bi-coastal agency with all of their heading out to LA for big money and Big work. And I don't know if you uh, did this guy's email justice, pal. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I mean, this, this, he wrote it with quite some uh, detail and some. Uh, uh, he, he talks about the the main character, uh, Robert Conway, uh, who has uh, cannot decide whether to remain or return to the outside world, like not like Don, who not really having a job in New York can't commit to heading to the outside world in L.A. And that's just a snippet of it, but uh, I thought that was fascinating. Here's what we'll do. If I can remember, I'll post this guy's email, not his address, his email on the website. You folks can read it. How's that sound? Well, this, and actually, so this was, this was the gentleman, this is Dean, who asked about putting together the live uh, final watch that you're Oh, so- sounds good, Dean. John will be there. Uh, so 
uh, folks, there's certainly some, there, there's something to be gleaned from that. Uh, there's also something to be gleaned from the next scene um, where um, Megan and Don uh, try to uh, get it on, as it were, and uh, it didn't go so well, John. Well, she's very anxious. She's a little gun shy, as it was, uh, for, <laughs> uh, for, you know, uh, Don's misbehavior last season. Um, and, uh, and who can blame? He has yeah, a I record. Think, uh, I think a lot of the anxiety came from the, her selection of nail polish, too. Oh. Uh, nobody, no, nobody was behind the white nails. Oh, really? I think it's cool. Oh. Uh, I think it's cool. You, you would be the one. I'm the only one, John. I tend to, I tend to be an outlier. Uh, I'm fine with it. That's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, by the next morning, it seems like things got a little cozy. Um, they have the whole day together. Uh, Don's on the red eye home. I mean, certainly if you're uh, if you're not working, um, you probably can only spend two days out in L.A. So uh, you know you you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to prolong that at all. Uh, although it does it does seem. It does seem to hint, though, that maybe he has been going back and forth. Does it not? Yes. This isn't like the first time he's been out to see her. Exactly. Not in two. Yeah, yeah. it's not the first time in two months. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, he's been going back and forth. Uh, and again, I think he's he's keeping up pretenses that he's still working, actively working. Exactly. And well, and, and he, he is. Has the, yeah. And he has the money. Well, and he is. But he also has the money to uh, to do it because he's still getting paid. Yeah. And he has a lot of money to begin with. Right. Now, John, I would be remiss if I did not mention this. Um, as I believe we have mentioned it in other episodes. Um, it does feel as if Matt Weiner has continued to push the amount of side boob uh, <laughs> in, in every season. And we certainly get flashed with a bit more of it. In the opening episode, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I do you think Matt Matt wishes a little bit that this had been picked up by HBO? You know that where you wouldn't have the same restrictions that are are with a network show. Because I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, if. Uh, <laughs> If he, if he had a chance to do a little bit more, he, he probably would have done a little bit more. He probably like would. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, yeah, he's a greasy creeper. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I think uh, uh, possibly. But I don't, I, I don't really think uh, that you're missing. I mean, certainly you're missing something. But you're not really missing, <laughs> missing anything. Uh, he's, I think he may enjoy pushing the bounds of what he can uh, uh, do on uh, cable television. Anyway, uh, I've always found it hilarious. Uh, now, God God only knows what the second half of the seventh season will bring us inside boob. But uh, so far, so good. John, the next scene, we see Roger running into what I think they agreed on as the plaza. Although that doesn't look like the plaza to me. Uh, for brunch with his daughter. Yep, and he and Jane are just... Um... He, you know, he can tell that it, this is the first time talking to her in a while. And last time they talked, she was very angry. So, you know, he's, he's worried about, you know, a uh, lawsuit or, uh, you know, this is the last time we'll ever talk ever or, you know. I don't think it's so much as a lawsuit as it's not so much a lawsuit as it is. Can I have uh, 50 grand? 
Right or that exactly. Yeah. And um, it and he's he's I think he's still high. You know, not not actively hallucinating, but clearly I think the chemicals are having a cumulative effect on his sense of what's going on. I don't know. I thought it was okay. You know, but his his daughter's saying it's 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 just been a long time, and I forgive you. And he he's not really he doesn't really get it, as far as would, would I forgive you too. Um, I think you know. it shows part of his part of the issue, right? Uh, I mean, number one, she comes across a little creepy here. Yes, can we yeah, say I, that? I'm wondering if the, what kind of you know what what cult. This yeah. was what movement she's uh, behind. Exactly. So she comes across pretty creepy here, but she also comes across generally pretty genuine, and he is unable to try to take that into account. He's totally like, nope, I think you're a crazy person. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even at any point try to, like, pull back and say, oh, well, if you do forgive me, thank you. But yeah, and he even says, you know, what do you want? You want me to say I'm sorry? And, and she's she's not asking for anything. She's just <laughs> she's there to express something. Uh, you know, and <laughs> she he um, can't get that. I I will say I was so I I would no, have enjoyed I, I think, yeah when if he says she would go to church. And she doesn't really answer that per se. I would have enjoyed I would have enjoyed if she would have goodwill hunting him. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not your uh, fault. It's not your fault. Hunting. I don't, because I, I was actually thinking of uh, the uh, the natural, the movie The Natural, when the coach is yelling at the one player, it, you know, you're gonna sit down. The uh, Robert Redford's gonna pinch hit for you. And the other guy's like, "What do you want? You want an apology? I want you to sit down." <laughs> Anyways, that was a, that was a tough one. <laughs> we're just gonna slide off of that. Fair enough. And, and hit, Fair enough. We're just gonna hit the air, airplane. We got uh, Oh no 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 we can't. Because after that little brunch, right? Roger goes right. back to the hotel and literally I know Febreze didn't exist at this time, but John, he climbs into what I would imagine to be the grossest of <laughs> all beds. I don't like you could bleach that entire room and I still wouldn't step inside of it. He is sleeping next to the grossest woman since the Harry Krishna lady. That's right, folks. I'm pulling that back out of the hat. Holy crap. Oh, man. Seriously. I would have gone back down to the lobby and got myself another room. That's how gross that woman is. He is... Roger, we have learned, is in some kind of weird 70s orgy relationship with a gypsy. Oh, my God. Please stop. And who, like Just, she might not even have been part of the six-person group from earlier. No, she was. Okay, she was. It was terrifying. Oh my god, folks! I think if we can learn anything from this, it's oh, stay away from hippies. Whew. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's all right. Moving on. That's all right. So we we get on the uh, we get on the red eye. We're gonna head overnight from L.A. out to New York. And who sits down to don but a honeycomb dressed. Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. short hair. She's got some sleeping pills. She's got her booze, mm-hmm. and uh, she's apparently not not too keen on the flying. And she looks old. I, she she looks she looks very mature. I'm sure I gotta she's... think what she. But in reality, in real life, as I like to call it, 
What? She can't be more than like what? Forty-five. Right. Oh, nice. Okay. I think I think that's got to be right because you know, like I said, that Party of Five debuted twenty years ago. And I mean, forty-five is the new twenty-five. So. <laughs> is, is, is that right? I mean, I'm fifty-seven, so I think I know. Anywho. But so yeah, so she sits down. They strike up a conversation. Uh, actually, in real life, she'll uh, she'll turn forty-one this year. Oh, she's only forty-one. Do you think they intentionally made her look older? Absolutely. Okay, good. Without question, the way they did that hair and the makeup, and I, I think they actually make her eyes look older. Yeah, no, her face looks older. Anyway, it could just be the frame I'm stopped on. That's my fault. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your fault. Because, you know, she's had this apparent uh, pre- previous husband. You know, so they get to talking. Uh, she says she's embarrassed to put on the the, uh, the eye mask and says, I'm us- I usually sleep alone. He's asking about her uh, her wedding ring. And uh, apparently her husband died of thirst. I don't know about you. Uh, I know a lot of different medical conditions. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so thirst killing you? Uh, probably top of the chart, rabies. What? <laughs> now, John, he had a drinking problem. What's that? He had a drinking problem. You think it was because of alcohol? Yes, John. All right. Are you being cu- are you being cute? Uh, no, no. I, I think I just took her way too literally. Yeah, clearly. Uh, no, I think maybe. Yeah, no. The guy just. Uh, the, yeah, he just. Uh, he just refused to drink anything until he died. He died oh. of he died oh, of yeah, thirst. He lived in the desert and died of thirst, John. I see. Yeah, okay. it was like, it was like I, I missed that whole metaphor. Thank it was like, you. It was like a buddy cop movie where they got trapped in the Sahara, and uh, after many mirages of Dr. Pepper machines, he died of Because I, I, did, I didn't know if it was that or if he just had like a sodium problem. Like I was oh, completely yeah. taken aback. But anyway, she, you know, she tells him the sob story. And honestly, when I first heard it, I almost wondered if this was like her thing. You know, this is like her pickup line story. Oh, she gets you know, on planes. Yeah. Yeah. She like, you know, grabs a seat next to the good looking guy. And yep. I'm a widow. And does this. Yeah. Yep. I, I've been looking uh, for a guy really like you. Pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when, when Don mm-hmm. offers that he's not the greatest husband, she's like, meh, it is what it is. So do you Come think on. this was her answer to Cougar Town? Come on. Somebody's got to give me a high five. <laughs> I know there's nobody in this room, but I know when you hear this, give me your verbal high five, someone. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Will but someone that, send me an email? You know, she, said, she tells Don, what's that? No, I was hoping a listener would send me an email that literally just says, Paul, good one. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, I think this is, a, we're trying, we're, I don't know, as much as I, I've enjoyed the show over the years, you know, do you ever feel like it's just kind of rehashing uh, similar storylines? Yeah. Oh, look at Don. He didn't, you know, he didn't sleep with her. Way to go. He's getting uh, better. I did, yeah, I don't know. This, and... this felt like filler. Like, oh, we've you got 20 minutes left and we need him. In Campbell. the opening season. Yeah, exactly. In the opening episode. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's just like, oh, yay, Don didn't sleep with this one. It'll maybe be another one and a half episodes and 
he'll hop in with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's get off of this plane. Uh, we then find ourselves back in the office. Uh, there are people still complaining about the toilets, which, you know, is going to happen. And then our new creative director walks in. What's his name? Al? Lou. Lou. That's a good name. Uh, Lou comes in. Uh, Peggy tries to repitch him on the idea about, hey, look, this is just a better idea. Like, you need to just hear me out on this. And uh, he totally doesn't. And he's a dick about it. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, you know, this, uh, this, but is this kind of just building up in a really, I mean, I, I hope this somehow resolves itself in not the cliche way of like Don just coming back and being like, you're terrible, punch him in the face. And he, you know what I mean? Like, this just feels a bit cliche. Like, oh, of course Don leaves and there's a terrible, because Don's the best. It can only be another terrible creative director to take his place. Uh, so, I don't know, it feels a bit cliche. But anyway, uh, the scene, uh, the, the next scene, which is actually interesting, uh, is where... Uh, 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 I, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but just uh, real quick. Do, do you think that there's any chance that uh, Peggy gets so fed up with nobody caring that uh, she tracks down Don, uh, she, uh, he and Freddie uh, all just start up a, a shop? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a uh, that's that's a conspiracy theory. It's a way to go. Yeah, seriously, you could. So, but yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. You're you're right. This is a, a little bit more of an action sequence here. Yeah, I want to get on the phone with uh, Butler Shoeman and Joan. John, it, you know, she really takes charge when she hears that Butler made the meeting. She realizes that she had not been uh, listened to when Mr. Burns said, "Hey, you know, sure, I won't uh, make my suggestion until." I've met with uh, Ken, mm -hmm. and yet Butler's already scheduled the meeting. He never had the meeting with Ken. Uh, she's not happy that's how it happened, but she's also armed with mighty intellect, having gone to visit the pr Professor Podolsky at uh, What's the Matter You. <laughs> keep, please keep going. Uh, so she gets him on the phone, and it was like, hey, what, what's going on? Of course... Of course, now I didn't realize this. You can't possibly talk on the phone if you have an earring on. This is true. So she's got to remove her bobble and gets on the phone. She's like, hey, you know, it, I think she does a great job. This is a great back and forth where she really lays out what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, look, we have something you don't have. And if you haven't thought about that, you're in a bad place. That's right. So uh, he listens to her. He still wants the meeting with Ken because apparently that's who you're supposed to meet with. That's right. And uh, gets a gets a delay. So I think, and, and I've, I've read this, I guess, from some of the critics that have gotten some uh, advanced viewing, that you know this is going to be a big part of the season is uh, Jones' continued advance, right? Not just mm. the silent partner, not just the master secretary or the office manager, but much more involved in the business part of the business. That's good, because she's doing a great job, John. So far, so good. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And I'm sure there's a big part of her that's, you know... Uh, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know exactly what her persona is, but you'd have to imagine that whole incident with the Jaguar is never too far in the back of her mind. Well, John, you don't want to be seen as uh, just somebody that's there to F the clients. You know what I mean? She wants to be seen as someone who is uh, intelligent and worthwhile. So I think she's always going to try to uh, 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 strive for that. Maybe more than anybody else. Because she's put herself at a disadvantage. Right. All right. 
<laughs> no, but it was a good scene. Maybe one of the better scenes this show. Well, I'll tell you what is what is also a good scene, John. Segwaying. Uh, we find out what the genius behind the Freddy is. Him and Don have been freelancing all over town. Yeah, not just with uh, Sterling Cooper. No, no, no. All over town, they're making as much money as they can. I mean, Don is getting what we all dream of, which is also known as double pay. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know how much Freddie's paying him on these. You'd hope he's getting them something. Mm-hmm. And, and not, not to backtrack just a second, but we get, we did get that one scene with Stan and Peggy, where she's continuing to try and fight for this watch job, mm-hmm. and uh, Stan's like, "It's why stop it. This is not. You, you're telling your boss he's stupid." And, you know, she's trying to be convicted and say this is better. And, you know, there's nobody around her to, to challenge. There's nobody around her to uh, try and make better work. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, yeah. It's in her old, mind. You know, I, she, and she's right. It's this old guy that's kind of set in his ways. He's not really thinking about anything. He's just kind of on autopilot all the time. Right. So. Right. And she, she throws a little tantrum. You can tell Stan's pretty uh, disheartened. As well at the you know, well, attitude. Although I think he he realizes she's right. She does realize he does realize that she's right. But you know what? He's also the guy that it doesn't matter what they choose. He's got to produce it. You know what I mean? So wasting part of his staff. What? And I'm air quoting. Wasting part of his staff on a second idea that he may just get mad at and burn is, you know, is a big deal for him. Right. So anywho. Uh, can we move on to the Freddy scene? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Freddy brings down a sandwich. We find out that, uh, they are, uh, working together, um, which is great. And, uh, for some, do you understand the significance of that door being open? Uh, apparently, unlike, uh, Peggy's building, Don doesn't harass the landlord. John, if you're, uh, that, that, the apartment Don owns is worth I don't know how much money in 1969 money and in today's. <laughs> I mean, so 1969 money, what is that, $55 probably? In today's money, it would be like $10 million, right? So I don't know if I'm doing, I don't know if I'm doing the math right there, but it's something like that. Uh, so I think it would be fine for you to call the super and be like, get up here and fix this door. Oh, I mean, the, that doorman, you wouldn't even call the super. you call the doorman to get it taken care of. No, you call the super. The doorman's not going to do that. But anyway, you're right. I mean, it would not be hard to get that taken care of. We know he's been gone for the weekend, but, I mean, what, uh, the maid got it stuck? How do you? How does that even get stuck? And Don is certainly smart enough to figure that one out. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's some kind of uh, metaphor here that uh, we're completely missing. Well, I'm not that bright. <laughs> It's, it, maybe we're saying that Don, Don's life is a door that can't be closed. Does that work? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's just um, we have to we have to say that the uh, you know the window into Don's soul is broken. How about that? Oh, I like that. There we go. I like that. Uh, I, the, the 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 door is ajar and the and the crappy cold from out. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's just trying to to do something art, artsy, I think, from from Weiner, which is funny because we, we he was just talking about wieners right before that. <laughs> um, but but anyways, you know, so they're working. Freddie seems to be hitting home run after home run, 
Uh, he even encourages Don to get out there and get a job. You know, mm-hmm. when Don says, I still have, you know, I'm still getting paid. And Freddie says, look, you, you don't want to be damaged uh, goods as far as your reputation. And he knows from experience. Mm-hmm. He certainly um, does. I mean, he's still freelancing. Get, yeah. So, but now we uh, get back to the office. Uh, Ken says, hey, thanks for taking care of that with Butler. But don't come in my office. <laughs> and then... And then Mrs. Joan with her earring by about six feet. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was so funny. It's my favorite. And you could tell no, it's I... like not the first time something like this has happened because he just kind of looks down and uh, it's like, walks shit. away. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Ken was pretty cool about it. He's just like, yeah, thanks for taking care of that. Like, honestly, yeah. I'll, whatever. One last thing I had to do. Which is, uh, which yeah. is good. Now, the next scene, John, is a little, a little sad. Right. Well, so the, what we didn't Peggy, say is that uh, gets uh, home. so Peggy's tenant had called her at work, and uh, you know, really yeah. like, threatening message about getting her toilet fixed. So she has uh, she has her brother in law uh, brought into service to come over and fix it. Mm-hmm. And so he does, or actually, the, he he gets the the process started. They need another part, but uh, he just wanted to wait and tell Peggy about it, and he's got to get back home to his wife. Because he doesn't want her to be home alone, you know. Exactly. And yeah. uh, Peggy is always home alone. Yep. Never since she stabbed Abe. Hey, man, I would have stabbed him too. I'd rather be home alone <laughs> than hang out with that guy. I mean, what he's a close about? personal your, your friend. Good friend. My good friend Abe. Okay, I'm talking about the character, not my buddy, who is not my friend. Uh, so this, the he, she invites. She's like, oh, it's a shame you got to go all the way back to Brooklyn. And he says, well, you know, I don't want her to be home alone. He's like, eh. And it's not like she's trying to do anything weird. She is literally that lonely. Where yeah. she wants her brother-in-law to just hang out for a little bit. Like, bro, just hang out and have a beer with me. Honestly, when so she collapsed to her lonely. knees, I really expected a cat to walk into frame. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. Or two. Like, ten. Ten cats just run onto set. Just, just the one. Just the one cat. Because remember, when it dies, you get another one. <laughs> oh, that was so sad. And let, yeah. let, let me tell you, folks. That is how it is here in New York. It is just ladies being sad. But, but you know, so, and it adds on a very sad note. She's, she's down on the ground crying. Uh, Don, who doesn't really care for heights, as we've seen earlier, uh, kind of goes out to the balcony through the broken door and uh, sits down by himself in a sad state. And uh, I gotta say, I hated this scene. This is the wor- most cliche scene to end on. I don't know what this both was of about. Them? No, hers was, I felt, was like genuine because you really felt her pain, I think. Like, yeah. you really saw throughout the episode, like, her pain. Don, yeah. it's all this, like, I don't feel like her pain in the episode is as self-inflicted, right? Like other people right. have done things to her. Whereas his is all his own fault. And you just have, right. I, I felt you, him on that, I have no sympathy for him at all. You know what I mean? I don't feel yeah. bad for you. Out in but, the cold, in his boxers. Yeah, but you know what? You put yourself out there. And maybe that's what it was all about. Like he put himself out in the cold, but I don't know. The scene just felt cliche. And then the slow drawback of the camera, I, I don't know. This was this was not my favorite ending. 
They should have just ended it with Peggy for that for that matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Are you okay? But it was you know uh, kind of a, it ends on a downer. Hopefully, as always, as always, as always, <laughs> as always. I've I've I felt I was considering suicide yet again after this episode. Oh my god! Um, but you know what, John? We're the first one in, and we've got what six to go. That's right. So, we just got a couple more to go, right? Six can't to wait. go. Yeah. Uh, do we do we have a mailbag? Do you want to just mention some folks? Yeah, we just got a lot of nice messages uh, over well, the past couple you, of weeks. Whoa! Did you like me to open it up? Oh, it, we actually had one that requested the soundboard. Okay, let me get the soundboard out. Hold <laughs> on a second. It's under. Oh, it's been so long. It's under the desk. Hold on a second. I got to dig it out. Okay. Here. Oh. Okay. Got it. All right. Could you hear? <laughs> okay. Let me just find it. Plug it in here. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, uh, so we mentioned not sounding so good. <laughs> well, we mentioned Dean in Columbus. He's the one that wrote that very insightful uh, comment on the movie, and, and you're gonna you're gonna try and post that. Is that right? Yeah, that's the plan. All right, I'm making uh, it. But, but I mean, we got uh, Emily and Patricia, um, uh, Danil and um, John. All wrote uh, just nice. You know, hey guys, miss you. Hope you you're gonna do the show. Thank you. Uh, our friend Leslie wrote in, do you think uh, Don could end up with Betty again? No, I saw that. Well, how did you get that out of this episode? I was, I'm not yelling at you, I'm sorry. But I didn't, I didn't, I was, I, why? You're probably, well, he's not ready here's to the thing. commit to Megan in California. Here's the thing, you're probably right. <laughs> but I don't know. It seems, it seems, I, I, I hope not. I can't also, wait to see Betty again, though. Yeah, she also asks, uh, when, do, when does Pete come out of the closet? Am I? Are, yeah. Am I right? Jeez. I don't know. I think his whole uh, affair with uh, Rory Gilmore it kind of quashed that. Yeah, that would have made anybody gay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Antonio uh, wrote in and said, "Just are you guys doing the show?" So we got a lot, a lot of nice emails. I'm sure we had some from uh, over the past what year and a half since we've been waiting to do this. Yeah. But uh, thank you for writing those in. I'm going to try and get back on the reply wagon and at least send a thank you for people taking the time to write into our little show. Yeah. Um, and then we, we did have a couple. I don't know if you saw the um, uh, the iTunes. We had had a couple of uh, not-so-nice ones. And, and even <laughs> since our... I think even since our uh, little uh, feedback, our, our little predictions uh, episode... Uh, oh, yeah? That we've had a couple of... Um, Mean iTunes not, not mean, no. I mean, come on. Not everybody's mean. You know that. I know I don't know that. I find <laughs> most of them, at least when they're directed at myself. Uh, you know, it's I great. Just, for you, yeah. you seem to catch a lot of... I, I catch a lot of heat, man. Uh, my, my thing is this. Why would you go out of your way to be mean to a free podcast <laughs> that two brothers are doing? Like at night for no reason. <laughs> but even like just yesterday, uh, Mary wrote in that Paul is funny. <laughs> like capital is. is a, I look. I look forward to each recap as much as each episode. The hosts play off each other brilliantly. Paul is absolutely hysterical, and John has a great dry sense of humor. I re-listened to uh, last the last six. Oh, re-listened to season six last week. And the episodes where Paul does the morning zoo sounds had me laughing uncontrollably. Thank you. You see, there is thank a call. You, thank you. There is, 
There is, uh, there is something out there. Uh, well, thank you. That makes me. Oh, I see that right. Thank you, Mary T. Uh, that's 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 lovely. That's lovely. Oh, that's funny. I so I haven't gone to look at these yet. I just, uh, uh, folks, you know, literally, uh, I, I'm still convinced only our parents listen. And my mom, last time I talked to her, was like, uh, well, our mom. Last time I talked to her, was like, <laughs> was like, uh, did did you? Uh, did you see the one where it said Paul is not funny? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Did you see the one underneath that? Yeah. Great if you're not too bright. Oh my god. Like, can you imagine the guy that writes that? Like, is he just sitting in a smoking jacket, you know, like on his iPad like, mm. Like he he puts down his he puts down uh, 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 some great piece of literature. He had been listening to our show for no reason, weirdo. And, and then feels the need to be like, well, if you're stupid, you'll love this. <clears throat> oh, my God. What is wrong with people? Sorry. I don't know, but I, I, I have to think, if you look at all the numbers, the... Uh, uh, <laughs> We're the, doing the, better. The kind ones, the, the positive ones, way outrank. The, I've uh, got to say, though, it's really funny. Yeah, so we've got five... St- and folks, I'm sorry for that. You can, you can turn off the episode. But we've got... <laughs> we've got you get 226 five stars, right? We've got 16 four stars... And then, like, the three and the twos are, are rather minor. But one star's 15. Like, there, like there's a significant amount of people that just want to take a shit on my face. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. It's got to make you feel good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll, put my, I'll put my home address at the end of this episode. You can come right over and punch me square in the teeth. Oh my goodness! What is wrong with folks? But, and as we've been uh, mentioning, there's a lot of ways that you can interact with us on the show. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got the emails. We're at staff at recap dot com. Uh, we are on the Twitter, which was again very amusing, very fun. We had amazing, of... so much so much participation. Yes, that was great. Way to go, and, everybody! Uh, I think a, a lot of I mean, and there was so much to comment on from the outfits to just the crazy. Uh, it was it was great. So a lot of participation there, and we're at Medman Recap. Uh, the the Facebook is alive and kicking. Actually, I had uh, I had post- posted a couple of like preseason photographs, you know, leading into the episode. Oh yeah, and that that wound up turning off people. We lost like four followers. <laughs> <laughs> this but, uh, job, this entire experiment <laughs> has been entertaining. It's crushed my soul about three times. But other than that, it's been utterly entertaining. But uh, since then, have uh, rebounded with several new people that have uh, <laughs> signed on to the page. If we get to anything in the email, um, uh, whether it be links or photos, uh, we're happy to post those there for people to share uh, mm. and see. Because our website is madmenrecap.com. Right. In, ca- in case you couldn't figure that out. Right. Um, uh, and then, of course, iTunes, where we just read through some of the more amusing comments. Oh, my God, folks. Honestly, if you want to have a laugh, just go to the iTunes and read. Just It's like a roller coaster ride. I love you guys. I hate you guys. I love you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> well, either way, my friend, you evoke strong emotion. God, I love it. I love it. Love me, hate me. Those are the only two options. Uh, all right. Are we done? That's it. I gotta say, we did we did pretty well, uh, folks. Before before the episode, I was talking to Chad because usually this has been running like like bare min hour and a half. I feel like we got through this really well. 
Because I was goofing around a little bit. So we got we got through this per- pretty well, pal. All right. Good show. Uh, Can't wait to keep it going. I'm excited for next week's episode. Uh, I enjoy doing the show. I know uh, I'm sure some people might have noticed that I was phoning it in pretty hard on the predictions episode. But I think I think we came back on this episode to make it uh, reasonably entertaining. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was a lot of fun. All right. Well, I had a good time. Yeah, it's all that's important. Okay, buddy. Well, we will talk to you next week. We'll do it next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.